0: My neighbour's actually one of the reavers, the cattle reavers from where these people are, are from. Moffat, yeah. did you know that, Marty? Yeah, just an all I would say is, if uh, there's lots of border reaver surnames. Uh, Elliot, Graham, Maharg, um, uh, Johnson, which is ironic that the Prime Minister of the UK's ancestry, cattle rustlers and thieves, thieves and cattle rustlers. Surprise, surprise. No, we're talking about people from the, the, that live in the dark. <laughs> the Dark Sky Spirits and uh, Nick and Aaron, you are Dark Sky Spirits. Now, it's a bottling and blending operation at the moment, but there's progress being made in that. How did you come? How did you get into this? How your? What's your background, guys?
1: Oh gosh, <clears throat> I think we have to wind the clock back to when we were in the states. So, um, Aaron's an American. I'm. Um, south of the border so I'm 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 uh, English and uh, I was working over in the States and uh, after we got married had kids we said oh what's some sort of crazy project that we can get involved with <laughs> and we thought about whiskey and we thought about doing this uh, over in the States uh, and we're looking at a small scale still and you know small holding and that kind of thing and then we we had an arm wrestle one night and Erin won and she said okay let's let's go to Europe and let's go back to uh, let's go back to the UK and do mm-hmm. something there and we found ourselves in the in the town of Moffat um, got a lovely house here and couldn't be happier with the beautiful community and beautiful hills and there was a sign as we were driving in, and it said, that, welcome to the dark sky town of Moffat. I thought, wow, that's yeah. a nice, shiny new town. What is the shiny <laughs> new sign? What's that all about? And apparently it was just being granted. Moffat was the first dark sky town in Europe. So this is an American designation for stargazers, saying there isn't very yeah. much light pollution around. And Moffat was the first town to get that designation. So when we started a uh spirits company we started blending uh, the natural thing was to say dark sky spirits well that makes sense you know it talks about our provenance um here yeah. in the in the dark moffat hills yeah. <laughs> people when we when we first talked to people about it, it's like oh is it dark sky because it's always cloudy and rainy and i'm like well <laughs> it has an element of that
2: <laughs>
0: Because you're literally just across the water from me. Um, I I look over and see sort of the tire and tyre, and you're a little bit further away from that, but they are not too far away. Um, Now, you decided that you wanted to get into to, to producing scotch. Um, How did you... What was the vision of you setting out? Because you, you have to have uh, an idea of where you want to go with it to start with.
1: So how what was your vision to start off with you guys? Yeah, well... I- As is typical with me, and Aaron will tell you a bit about this in a second, but as is typical with me, I started off saying, hey, let's have a whiskey shop. And, of course, from a whiskey shop, I said, well, if we're going to have a whiskey shop, we've got to have a a Moffat whiskey. And if we're going to do a Moffat whiskey, we might as well blend it ourselves. I think that's one of the unique things that we bring to the tables, that we do all of the blending and all the recipe production and all the cask selection ourselves. Yeah. Um, whereas even some of the bigger distillers don't do that. So if we wanted to do that ourselves, I didn't realize how many licenses we had to have. So by the time I got the, uh, you know, halfway through this project, I said, oh gosh, if we're going to do all that work, we might as well just take the extra step and, and have a distillery. <laughs> now Erin,
0: what's your background? Because you've moved to Scotland.
2: Yeah. so we moved, we moved to Scotland about six years ago, and my background is in music. Uh-huh. So quite different to what we're doing now, but Nick uh, taught me how to run my own business when I wanted to go into private practice. So um, I feel like we've he's brought that entrepreneurial spirit to to the table here, and we're just excited yeah. to build something here in Moffat um, right. to support the community here. And
0: uh, when, you get, when you say when you say go into your own business, so it was music therapy. music
2: therapy yes
0: yes people in scotland need therapeutic help because they have the bagpipe (laughs) you may have heard this this is not going to be conducive (laughs) to your your therapy you just see someone i'm not feeling feeling a bit underwhelmed here okay get fire up the bagpipes you know Yes.
2: apparently it's good for the person playing it
0: (laughs) well it could be yes it would certainly help your cardiovascular system there's no two ways about that (laughs) now the uh you started your spirit business uh, and bottling and blending. What what notion did you have? What was the uh, contents of the bottle going to be? When you when you say that, you have to have a, a, an idea of where you want to go before you start. So, what what spirit
1: What sort of whiskeys did you
0: like, and and how did you think we are going to recreate that?
1: Yeah, sure. So I love single malt. Uh, so I wanted to create something <laughs> that was. Uh, obviously unique to Moffat mm-hmm. something that was reflective of the population so uh, you know we're a lowland distillery so we didn't want to have uh, we will be a lowland distillery we'll come to that later um, yeah. but we're in the lowlands so we didn't want something super peaty or um, you know we wanted something that was that was easily consumable I think it's one of the things um, the lowlands was great at, at blending and getting this uh, whiskey from from the north, this kind of uh, r- uh, rough and ready uh, Isla, super smoky whiskey yeah. bringing it down and make it consumable f- for people south of the border. so we wanted something that that um, that was consumable but also that could stand up in a cocktail so hence we came up with a with a blended malt and uh, we spent about two years actually developing this blend. Um, lots of tasting, lots of talking to people about their personal uh, tastes in whiskey. So that's what we're aiming for is get... Uh, you know get a liquid in a bottle with the Moffat name on it to yeah. see how people responded to it you know would people uh respond to a, a local whiskey we didn't know but uh, it seemed to go down very well we've got some ardent fans in town so that always did they'll put it like this if you can keep your if you get your locals on side that's
0: that's that's the number one priority if you keep if you get the locals on side now it's a blend malt you've brought it now can you to explain to, to people who might not know the difference between a blend and a blend of malt what, what's the difference
1: good point so i always think of there being five different types of of scotch whiskey so you've got a single grain whiskey single grain mm-hmm. whiskey is grain that comes from a single distillery so it could be uh you know two or more casks if it's a single cask you usually call it a single cask single grain yeah um single grain comes from one distillery, but when it's a single grain, it can be, uh, obviously it has to be at least three years old to be called a Scotch whisky in the first place. Anything under that is a spirit drink, so it has to be three years old, but you could be blending together three, five, seven-year-old, it could be different types of grain, it could be different Mm -hmm. types of yeast, it could be even technically in a different still, uh, as long as it's in that same distillery, you blend those all together and that becomes a single grain whisky. Uh, the second uh, type would be a, um, a blended grain whiskey. That's where you take two different distilleries and blend that liquid together. Uh, the, the third type would be a blended scotch. Blended scotch is a mix of grain and malt whiskey from mm-hmm. different distilleries. Then you've got a blended malt scotch, which is obviously what the Moffat is, and that's a blend of different malts from different distilleries. Yeah. And then you've got the single malt. And again, a single malt... It, it, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite things to say is that it's often, 99% of the time, it's a blend of different casks from that yeah. same distillery. Actually, yeah. some could argue it's more difficult to to blend for that distillery because you've got to reproduce that flavor year after year after year, So, which is yeah. why some of these distillers have um, panels of people who are just <laughs> experts in their little, tiny, uh, narrow flavor profile. Yeah. I've often said this
0: myself. People, sometimes people get, um, a little, a little bit snooty, there's no point in saying that, because it does exist in the whiskey world, about blends. Uh, and to be fair, you've much more scope with a blend than you have with a single malt, because a single malt, most of the time, is a blend, it's just a blend of different casks within that distillery. And you have a very sort of narrow palette, it's like painting with one colour, you know. It's like it's like having an orchestra built up of only violins, you know. <laughs> they can do certain things with it, but it's, it doesn't have the same... Um, scope. I put in the music analogy there for Aaron. Just, you know. uh, uh, unless you're
1: Ennio <laughs> uh, in, in your Marconi, you can do a lot with
0: violins, can't you, Aaron? <laughs> oh, nice. So the Muffet is is your, your product. That's out right at the minute, along with the, you you have a, a charity one for the Eagle Festival, which is um, one that you've brought out just specially for the Eagle Festival. Tell us a little bit
1: about that. So this Eagle Festival blend—it's a, also a blended Scotch. Um, it's a f- fifteen-year-old liquid that's in the bottle. Um, we've got a lovely uh, M- Moffat Hills and the four Eagles that were released in 2018 on the on the label, and we just felt like we wanted to celebrate the fact that this project was going ahead, and to celebrate that that um, Moffat will be the first uh, Eagle Festival. That's, that's in the UK. Obviously, they have them in Kazakhstan, these uh, <laughs> eagle festivals, but we wanted to celebrate the first one in Scotland, the fact that that was in Moffat. Well, you're not allowed to travel now, so it's hard to get to Kazakhstan. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moffat's the second best if you can't get to Kazakhstan.
0: <laughs> now, uh, you also do, a, a, you, you sell your whiskey in, in different sized bottles, it's not just the, the standard size. Uh, and I, we congratulate you for this because I know you sell miniatures as well, which allows people a chance to to try it and have a, a, a taste. So you you sell in different size bottles uh,
1: for all your range, I think, don't you? It's all the range. We're we're trying to to get so so we have obviously there's Moffat um, blended malt. We've also got three others in a range called the old special edition. Mm -hmm. The old special edition comes in 70 CL and it comes in 50 CL. CL, And Mm -hmm. we're trying to get it into 50 ML as well, (laughs) because I think it's quite important going into lockdown. We felt that, you know, two years ago we used to be able to give samples quite easily. So our retail partners in town, they would just give a little pour. People could, could sip it, and if they liked it, they could pick up a bottle. And what we found was right after the restrictions that people because they weren't able to taste it was a new liquid, they were very reluctant to to spring 36 pounds on a bottle that they'd never tasted. So we felt that the miniatures enable people to, you know, to sample. Yeah. And so we had um, we've been doing during lockdown these uh, whiskey tastings where people can get uh, uh, samples, not just our liquids, but of of all different types of whiskies, just to expand their palate and to let them explore without having to to spring for you know large yeah bottles. Yeah, I, I, I
0: thank you to be congratulated for that because it, it serves it serves people well when they can just get a taste and it doesn't cost sixty pound, fifty, sixty, seventy pound. You know, if they want to try the range, it gives people a chance to do it without making a massive commitment and. You'll get the people who love it. You'll get the people who think it's good, and then you get people who just don't like it. And at least they haven't—they haven't felt like mm, I've been cheated. You know that, that yeah. to me is the way some some people are doing it at the minute. Um, so your your cask finishes—you have a, a fairly interesting sherry cask finish. That's uh, a, a Monteltaro Taro uh, sherry cask. Why did you pick that over Oloroso or PX?
1: Yeah. So as, as a blender, um, I'm really just looking for the flavor that I want. So mm-hmm. um, I have, talked about the palette of, of, of uh, colors that we have to choose from. You know, we have probably 30 different distilleries, 40 different distilleries maybe, um, and different finishes, different ages. So I know the liquid that I'm looking for. Um, and perhaps I just want it a little bit sweeter or a little spicier. And so I'm I'm choosing by cask. I'm not really concerned about um, yeah, you know, the uh, distillery name. Um, it's, so I never we never print the distillery name on any of our bottles because it's more mm-hmm. about the taste than it does anything else. So yeah, um, you know, that's where really I'm coming from is I'm looking for sort of ingredients, mm-hmm. than anything else.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's kind of where that's kind of what led us to um you know this this idea of building our own own distillery really yeah Now, who's
0: whose idea was it to actually build the distillery because this is a <laughs> this is a big this is a big when you go for a business model to a bank and you tell them this is we're going to build something we can't make any money for years um but we have to pay out all the money and wages and heating and so on this is not this is a big investment no matter how big or small the, the distillery is so whose whose idea was this <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at Aaron <laughs> well,
2: well first it was originally going to be in, in the old garages from the um, from the Muppet Hydro that burned down in 1921 mm-hmm. um, but for various reasons that didn't work out and then there was a A lovely seventeen-acre field with a pond that came up, and we said, "Yes, this is it. This is it. We got to build it here." And now we can make it just the way we want it to be, and we don't have to retrofit everything. And um, I know that's the way most distilleries tend to go. They're they're having to retrofit everything, and uh, just based on the architect. Drawings and all of the things that would have to happen to make it functioning and bring it up yeah. to the level of um, sustainability and and all of that that we're looking for in buildings these days. It was yeah almost the same just to build it new
0: yeah, yeah. and and surprisingly there wasn't ever a, a, a distillery in Moffat historically was there
1: well I think no no legal distillery nothing <laughs> that anybody's owning up to let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> We now, can't
2: now, vouch for what went on in the hills out there. No,
0: no, no. You don't know what was going on up there. Now, before you came, before you came to the UK, Erin, were you a bourbon drinker rather than scotch, or were you always a scotch drinker?
2: Oh, well, you know, I had my fair share of bourbon, but I think um, I do enjoy scotch. I'd have to say a bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, good. When was the first time you had scotch?
2: Oh well, my mum was a. Is a doer's was a doer's drinker until we we told her there was other things than doers.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> are, so, are we allowed to say doers?
1: Uh, I have got it. We're,
0: we're in control it. of this? It's We're not like, an
1: endorsement. We're
0: not. No, really no. Other other scotches are available, including Dark Sky Spirits.
2: We are the only ones.
0: <laughs> now, now, the one thing, there's one thing that you say in the in the sort of uh, blurb about the, the new distillery coming up that caught my eye, and that it's going to be family friendly. Now, explain that because we, we need to really clarify what family friendly distilling
2: <laughs> is. Yes, well, there are laws that we still have to adhere to in terms of who we serve, what. But I can just tell you from experience, driving all over Scotland um, mm-hmm. with, with Nick and our three children and sitting in car parks for yeah. hours, and there's nowhere to walk to because you're essentially in a factory, and you can't just walk the road is very dangerous. they're in oftentimes very remote areas, and yeah. they're not designed for children no. um, to be even outside.
1: I can think of several distilleries off the top of my head that we love to go go to. they're in beautiful surroundings they' have fantastic visitor centers. The tour is wonderful, the whiskey's fantastic. but unfortunately, if you want to do anything outside that complex, you're yeah. completely stuck. So you have to, it's either the car park or inside this beautiful distillery or there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, and one of the beauties of being where we are, we're literally on the outskirts of town. Um, um, we we, we run some events in, in the pond that's on site and the person who was doing the risk assessment had to measure how far it was from town. And it's exactly 938 meters from town. So it's what very very walkable or or, or stumbleable um, <laughs> if you're on the way back. Um, so it's a very, it's walkable distance and it feels like it's more integrated into the town yeah. than most uh, distilleries are, I think. So that was something that we're really aiming for is that, that we see the distillery as being an integral part of Of life in Moffat and we didn't want it to overshadow the town so we didn't want it to be you know a huge distillery um and we didn't want it to be you know out in the sticks we wanted it to be that people could walk cycle drive yeah um, and it's it's on it's just off the main route north to Glasgow as well isn't it so yes Moffat town is about just over a mile um off the off the junction on the M seventy four. So it's yeah. it's very accessible. And I think what people will find is when they discover Moffat, they'll want to do more than just visit the distillery. They want to sort of stay overnight and, and explore and, the hills. Just you know, just walking straight from again from from town. You can go up into the beautiful hills and, and, and have a chance of seeing the Golden Eagles, of course. And the thing about it is Moffat was primarily always really
0: a, a touristy town, you know, the attract Attracted uh, visitors back in, in the nineteenth century as well. Yes,
2: yeah, so that uh, people used to come for the waters here and there's up up the road from us is the, is the old well and people would travel up in their horse and cart and take the waters and they were pumped down into the town hall, which used to be the baths yeah and so we just (laughs) want to stick with that sort of respite area of place to come and be restored and enjoy yourself i I can
0: see it now i can see it now a swimming pool of whiskey you playing music in the background and us (laughs) taking to the water us taking to the whiskey floating about oh i can see it now uh (laughs) what's what's the what's the vision like for your product line when you've got your own spirit coming out of that building
1: sure thank you so i think For us, one of the key components is that it's almost on a domestic scale. So when you see the distillery, Mm -hmm. it's about 5,000 square feet um, of footprint. And we wanted to create a product that that would wind up as being one American standard barrel per day production. So we're making one barrel a day, and we wanted that traceable back to the mash. So the grain comes in, so it's about a third of a ton of grain comes in. That gets put in the mash, that goes into a fermenter, that fermenter goes into the still, and it just, obviously, the liquid just gets smaller and smaller as you go through the process (laughs) and winds up um, in, you know, is a one-barrel production so that we can trace it all the way back. And we love that idea. Again, from a blending point of view, um, I'm not trying to make a consistent product every day but what i'm trying to do is is create ingredients so we're going to use a short fermentation long fermentation so one's going to be a lot more sort of cereally, one's more fruity and that gives us you know instantly um two different flavor points and then we can you know um, play with cut points on the on the spirit run um uh, you know length of maturation all of these things will give us ingredients to play with so that when we're releasing a single malt, we can release uh, relate, uh, release something that's more on the cereal side, it's like a, a younger tasting whiskey. We can yeah. put it into a barrel for a longer period of time and, and come up with something that's more you know, fruity and more mature. So again... From my point of view, creating these ingredients gives us more flexibility in the future for what goes into a bottle. Yeah, more
0: strings to your bow. To, to do, make another music analogy, now, <laughs> I love, I love, I love the the idea of a, this is a Wednesday barrel, this is a Thursday barrel. You know, each day, each day of the week is a different different um, a, a, a style to it. You know, a different character. Now, the uh, old special, uh, the 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 Moffat, the. Eagle blend that you have at the minute as well, albeit that's, that's a fairly temporary thing. All of these are available uh, in on your website. Um, do you, what level of distribution do you just supply the UK
1: or where where else can people get it? So this is a great question. Uh, what are the things that we? Uh, well, to answer your question directly, first of all, it's available on our website, so we distribute mm-hmm. everywhere in the UK. Um, we're in retailers. Got a retailer in Orkney. We've got um, a retailer in Dumfries, but most of the retailers are here in Moffat. Okay. The reason that we chose that, and I think, it's very much like like your um, your radio program, is that I know that you've aimed for organic growth and n- not mass distribution, and we yeah. are very much proponents of that same thing. Of course, it came, uh, we sort of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit because we declared to the world that we were going for this more slow um, slow growth and that we wanted to, I think I used the word, shake people's hands when I sold them whiskey. And then, then right. came lockdown and... Uh, Fast pump from now on. <laughs> yes. Touch it, touch elbows. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, so it was, uh, w- my, my approach was outlawed. For the, yeah. almost from the moment that I declared that that's what I wanted to do, so but we we have tried to go for organic growth. I do want to spend time with people, talking to them about the liquid when they're tasting it, and I want them to to sort of um, fall in love with it and and f- to find a liquid that they really that, that they really can relate to. Right, the distillery the timeline for opening. When can
0: we when can we rock up and get a drum and, and uh, have, have a and a, have a fast
1: pump with with you. <laughs> well of course again technically um it won't be for at least three years after we uh, yeah. open that that we'll be able to taste our single malt uh but obviously all of our whiskies that we have now and more that are just about to be um, bottled will be available in the distillery mm-hmm. we're also going to release release some sort of uh, I wouldn't call it new-make spirit, but but more rapidly aged spirit. We call, of course, we can't call it whiskey. It will no. have to be called a spirit drink or something like that. But we will obviously that that will be tasteable. But the first time that you can come and visit the distillery will be Good Friday, twenty twenty-two. So that's April the fifteenth. That'll be very very Good Friday. Very Good Friday to come.
0: Night. <laughs> Thanks very much for chatting to us, guys. Uh, I, I wish you every success because I really love what you're doing. And, and, and thank you for doing the thing with the Eagles because things like that, everybody benefits. That's, that's the truth. Um, and I think I think you'll have every success. Uh, I think you've all the right ingredients. And, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. So, Nick, Aaron of Dark Sky Spirits Company, thanks very much for joining us. And uh, we'll see talk to you again soon. Yeah,
2: thanks, thanks for thank having you. us.
0: Bye-bye. All the best.